You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis, solo for the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Thursday afternoon. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis on the gram at Aaron88 and check out my work fulltimefantasy.com where I will have my week six deep sleeper article up tomorrow. You can also check out a preview of the week six Thursday night football game between the Patriots and the Giants. Don't expect it to be very good. There are some weather issues that has the over-under dropping in some places as low as 41. I saw 42 and a half on the DraftKings Sportsbook. So keep that in mind, but really shouldn't deter you from playing anybody based on what we know right now. Just follow it up until game time. And if there's any specific questions, you could always ask them on the message boards and the forums at fulltimefantasy.com where we will answer them. Uh, The week six projections are up on the site as well, and they'll be updated as the injury news filters in. And you can check the weekly snap counts, our DFS articles, our optimizer, uh, wide receiver matchups reports, targets report, the optimizer. So plenty of tools and articles to help you get set for week six of the fantasy football season. You can also check out my work, si.com slash fantasy. Today, I have an article up on sneaky starts. And these are players that you don't have to start. They're not must starts, but especially with four teams on by for the first time, no, you might have to get a little sneaky this week. And so these are players that might have better matchups than usual. They're in a good spot. And especially if you're digging deep, and you probably have to this week, uh, especially with some injuries too. You know, the tight end position has some injuries, uh, quarterbacks on by. So uh, this is a tricky week. It always is with the buys. Um, with four teams on by this week, you might have to get a little sneaky. So you could check out that article. I also have the Stockwatch article that was posted yesterday on there as well. And also don't forget, uh, head on over to Bull Market Fantasy on Twitter, at Bull Market Fantasy. That's where uh, Jim Cramer, Bill Enright had on Eric Dickerson and Chris Long today uh, on their show this morning. So you can uh, go on there, check out the website, bullmarketfantasy.com, and you can see uh, the show with those two from this morning. And Bill Enright will join me at 3.40 p.m. Eastern to look ahead to the Week 6 action. Lots of uh, injury news today, and there's a lot of things that we have to follow here. Let's start it off with tonight's game. We obviously know the Giants are going to be shorthanded. No Evan Ingram, no Saquon Barkley, no Sterling Shepard. Yeah, it's pretty ugly, and... Basically, your Hilleman is a desperation play. I did put in some bids last night, did not get him anywhere. There is one league where I'm absolutely desperate and I would have started him. Uh, it's that bad. It's a 14-team league, but I did not get him. Uh, so he's really a desperation start. I just don't see how you really have confidence with anyone on this team. Maybe Golden Tate, but you got to figure they're going to focus on taking out Golden Tate because who else is there? You know, Darius Slate is a deep sleeper, but really, there's no one you can count on. On the Patriots side, Adam Schefter of ESPN just reported that Rex Burkhead is expected to miss tonight's game. So, obviously, we'll get the official ruling around 7 p.m. Eastern. And, uh, you know, he missed last week, and Burkhead seems to be banged up 
constantly. So this would make you feel pretty good about Sony Michelle. He has not been great this year. Uh, he has not looked good, but the Patriots are 17-point favorites. They're at home. There could be some weather. Again, the weather doesn't look as bad as before, and it uh, gets overrated so much. Uh, but this could be a game where you do get Sony Michelle getting 20 carries. And if he does, you know he should get at least 80 yards and maybe find the end zone. So a lot of weeks, you're going to take that. It has not been great for him this year. Now, he did catch three passes last week, and that is huge. So that's something I'm looking for tonight. Does that continue? We heard about that in the offseason, that they were going to utilize it more in the passing game, and we did not see it at all until last week. Was that a product of Burkhead being out? Because Damian Harris, the rookie, was inactive last week. So we know Brandon Bolden can always find the end zone. I'm not saying start him, but it's the Patriots. Uh, so it looks like Sody Michelle, James White, certainly both in play this week. But that's the one thing with the Patriots that we've seen this year. As good as they have been, it's not been great from a fantasy perspective. Michelle has not has had a lot of down games. White's been up and down. You know, Edelman's been pretty consistent. Josh Gordon hasn't had that huge game yet. This definitely looks like a spot where he can have it, but I think it depends on who you have. Uh, Jacoby Myers, to me, very, very deep sleeper. You know, I wrote about him in the sneaky starts. He played about 43% of the snaps last week. He'll be out there on three wide sets. He had a great preseason. But again, they spread the ball around so much, and we saw Myers was quiet last week. So it's very risky. Uh, it is a good matchup here, but expect New England to be in control. Uh, shouldn't It's not going to be a great game. Hey, at least we have game five tonight between the Rays and Astros. Can watch that, and then uh, if the Patriots game is that blowout and you don't have the two TVs, uh, you can switch over and watch that, and hopefully that is pretty competitive. We have a lot of key running back situations that we're watching this week. One is David Johnson. He had the back issue. It locked on on him during the game last week. He did not practice again today. He was running with the rehab group. So it's obviously a great matchup here against the Falcons. Um, and his status is unclear. Obviously, Chase Edmonds would be absolutely lock and load if Johnson is out. Going up against the Falcons, this high-paced offense. So... I think Chase Edmonds is owned in most leagues. Uh, I was able to pick him up in one league last night. A little surprising. Uh, it's 12 teams, 18 roster spots, and I thought he was by far the best. I paid $12 for him out of 100. I had 70 left, and I paid 12, got him. So uh, we'll start him if David Johnson is out. But I think in a lot of leagues, he's owned uh, pretty much every league that I look. But just check. You know, there are some people who play in eight, 10 team leagues. There might even be a 12 team league with 16 roster spots where someone drafted him and dropped him. So if Chase Edmonds is available, definitely pick him up. Even if David Johnson plays, this could be a scenario where Chase Edmonds gets, uh, still gets double digit touches this week. You know, maybe he gets eight to 12. Maybe Johnson suits up and they have to limit him a little bit. Either way, Chase Edmonds should be on a roster right now. And obviously, if David Johnson, sits he's going to be pretty much a must start uh even in situations where you have depth at running back but either way especially a back is tricky you know this potentially might be more than one week again johnson might play maybe he's back at practice tomorrow we don't know but it certainly is eye raising right now that he's not able to practice and it means that chase edmonds could be in a really good spot this week so go get him actually there was another league where he was available last night and i did get up for 21 dollars, so he could be out there when we return, another key running back could sit this week. Who is it and what does it mean? Let you know next, Full-Time Fantasy. 
Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Thursday afternoon. As we get set for week six, starts tonight, Thursday night football, Patriots and Giants. Yes, not very exciting at all. Should be a blowout. Patriots defense has just been lights out so far this year, suffocating teams and uh, certainly one of the top defensive plays of the week, once again, against a Giants team that is a little bit shorthanded. You can get a preview of that game right now, fulltimefantasy.com, as well as our Week 6 projections. And if you have any questions 
head on over, become a member, and ask them on the message boards and the forums. We got a situation brewing here with Todd Gurley. Uh, according to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport, Todd Gurley's status for week six against the 49ers is very much up in the air. So he is dealing with a quad injury. So it's not his knee, or at least that's what they're telling us. It's the Rams. I don't trust them with Todd Gurley based on what we saw last year in the postseason and throughout the offseason. Just don't trust them. Uh, but it is still bothering him. And it is a concern because that game was Thursday night last week. So it's been a week and it's still a problem for him. Uh, he did not practice yesterday. We'll see if he is practicing this week. But this is another case of uh, get Malcolm Brown if he's out there. You know, he was drafted in a lot of leagues. He had the week one where he scored two touchdowns. Then he hasn't been involved as much. You know, I know the pro Gurley people were all excited. Gurley played a ton of snaps last week, but my issue with Gurley is the entire season. Uh, and I don't, I don't care how you slice it. You know, Gurley has been salvaged by the five touchdowns, but it, it's not been a great year fantasy. I mean, we all knew his workload was going to be cut and it really has drastically. He's not heavily involved in the passing game. And again, I just don't think he looks the same. He's fine running north south. He doesn't look the same laterally. We might also see. Darrell Henderson get involved in this game if Gurley's out. So he would become you know, kind of a desperation play this week at running back. And hey, there are some teams, my hand is raised for a couple where it is really ugly at the running back position. And uh, if Gurley was out, I actually would consider Henderson uh, in a game that I think there'll be some points here uh, against the 49ers. But uh, this Gurley thing is something to monitor and uh, we'll see if he's able to play. Uh, certainly, Malcolm Brown would become very appealing. Uh, I know the 49ers have been really good defensively, but uh, it's all about manufacturing touches, and Brown would get it, I would think, in this matchup. Uh, Christian Kirk was practicing again today, so it sounds like he's going to play this week. So it's a good matchup against the Falcons, who have just been shredded defensively. And we've talked about the Cardinals and their problems in the red zone. But, you know, with the bye weeks and everything, I think you have to look at Christian Kirk as a, a pretty good start this week uh, if he is active in this matchup. I know in the leagues I have him, probably going to get him out there. Devontae Adams, that's going to be a key. And the problem with this is this is a Monday night game. And I feel your pain if you have Devontae Adams because I do have him in two leagues. And it's a decision I'm not going to make until Sunday morning. Remember, the game is Monday night, Packers hosting the Lions. Uh, Adams had this toe injury on that Thursday night football game against Philadelphia. So it's been about, uh, it's been two weeks now. And he sat out last week. Uh, but it's, this is the first, so today's Thursday, but essentially for the Monday night teams, it's Wednesday. So as we know, a lot of veterans get rest on Wednesday. And if you're a little banked up, you don't practice. So I think it's a little too early to decide whether he plays or not. You know, the Packers have said it's not serious, but you do want to see him on the practice field either tomorrow or Saturday. You could understand resting him uh, and being cautious, but I think he's someone that you want to see on the practice field either tomorrow or Saturday. So, any question with Devontae Adams, I really can't give you a good answer right now because I don't know what I'm going to do in my leagues with him. Uh, I have him in there temporarily, but I still have a few days to decide. Obviously, it becomes more tricky if you have someone in tonight's game. Again, I can't imagine there's many. Maybe there's a decision where it's Josh Gordon or Adams and you're debating that. 
I would hope that you have someone else to pivot to on Sunday or Monday so you can wait. Uh, but again, it all comes down to who you have. And you could always at, post those questions on the message boards and the forums. Uh, that's where the Thursday night game can become tricky, uh, especially with bye weeks where, you know, there might be a team that it's either Gordon or Adams. And you got to make a tough decision. And uh, I would take that all the way up until game time tonight. Uh, but I, I don't think we'll get much more news on Adams. And, you know, I guess there's always the possibility that you can drop someone else and get a receiver, but there probably isn't much on the waiver wire at this point, depending on the depth of your league. I know in the deep formats, there really isn't much out there. But, yeah, Devontae Adams is going to be a tough decision this week. Hopefully we get clarification over the weekend. Usually we get reports from trusted sources like Adam Schafter that will say whether Adams plays or not. But this is probably one of the big things this week because it's a Monday night game. And if Adams is in there, you want to play him. Uh, just because of the amount of volume he gets and the red zone looks he gets. And he had that big game against Philadelphia, as we all expected, right before the injury. So it was terrible timing. Marquise Brown of the Ravens uh, wasn't seen at practice during the open portion to the media. So this would be two consecutive practices where he didn't go. He's got an ankle issue. He hurt the ankle in the game on Sunday, but he did return uh, to the game. So that was a good sign, but... You never know. It always can swell up a day or two after, and it can get worse. So they're saying it's nothing serious. We've seen Brown miss a lot of practice this year and then play on game day. So uh, he has been up and down. It certainly is a good matchup here against the Bengals. You would think he would have an opportunity to break a big play, especially since this passing tree is pretty narrow. It's a lot of Brown and Mark Andrews. And not much else, or at least guys you can't count on. And they kind of spread it around. This certainly looks like a spot where the Ravens are going to run the football a lot. The Bengals are one of the worst teams against the run when it comes to fantasy running backs. We've seen numerous teams uh, put up uh, their backup running back come in and do a good job, which is why I do think Gus Edwards is a sneaky start this week. Someone got a little bit, you know, a desperation play. Uh, and I actually am starting in a league where I'm hurt at running back. You know, this could be a week where he gets double-digit touches. So I would think the Ravens come out with a heavy game plan of running the football against that Bengals defense. Uh, but Marquise Brown certainly capable of a big play. So we'll have to see if he goes. Good news, though, on Mark Andrews. Uh, he was at practice today. And there's been a lot of weeks where we haven't even seen him practice most of the week. It's a foot injury that's been bothering him most of the year. But he has a, a shoulder issue is what he was on the injury report for. Uh, he he was laying down on the ground in last week's games for a little bit, and it was uh, definitely concerning, but he did get back up, and he did return. So with Andrews, you know, he's been a little inconsistent, but when you look at the tight end position, where is the consistency? I mean, if Mark Andrews is in there, pretty much you're starting him. He's a top five, top six tight end, pretty much with the way the position is right now. So I don't see a lot of scenarios where you're benching him unless you drafted him as the backup to a Kelsey. I guess that's possible. Maybe a Kittle. Uh, I guess Hooper. Yeah, there you go. I mean, you could have a Hooper-Andrews tandem. In that case, I'm going Hooper this week. You know, Hooper's got a great matchup against Arizona. So uh, for the most part, though, I think if you have Mark Andrews, you're playing him. So many teams are hurting at the tight end position right now. It's pretty ugly this week. You know, looking as a at the sneaky starts for tight ends, I was really digging deep because once you get past like the even nine or ten, it gets ugly really quickly. Because remember, 
Darren Waller's on by this week. So when you start to look at tight end rankings this week, from like 14 on, you're, they're all all dicey. So I uh, would definitely uh, consider Andrews pretty much a one of the top tight ends this week if he does indeed go. Well, he it looks like he's going to go since he did practice today. So certainly some good news there for him. Kenny Stills practice again today. So it sounds like he could go, and that will obviously hurt Kiki QT, who we did see play about 45% of the snaps last week, did have three receptions. Clearly, it was uh, a big Will Fuller game with 16 targets. Hopkins had eight. But if Stills is out there, it definitely hurts a guy like Kiki QT. Now, it is expected to be a high-scoring affair against Kansas City, over under 55. So... If you're comparing him to receivers on lesser offenses, but you cannot feel as good about him with Kenny Stills in there. That's definitely going to hurt the production of Kiki QT. When we return, one of the top fantasy players was on the injury report yesterday. Did he practice today? He'll let you know next. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is 
finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Seven nineteen. Back here it is, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis on the gram at Aaron88. Coming up at 3.40 p.m. Eastern, I'll be joined by Bill Enright, ffchamps.com and bullmarketfantasy.com. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? Go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concepts where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you are playing tonight's NFL game and you bet the Patriots minus 17, yes, minus 17, if they beat the Giants by 21 points, you'll receive a whopping 21 times your stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter promo code grid and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. There was a little bit of an alarm yesterday when uh, Christian McCaffrey did not practice due to the back issue, and we've always said Wednesday, a lot of veterans don't practice. They'll re- Players that participate and get big workloads, they'll sit them out just to be cautious. You don't want to overwork them, especially as the grind starts to uh, increase as we get deeper into the season. And obviously, Christian McCaffrey has been worked very, very hard but he was upgraded to a full participant in practice today, so that is definitely good news there. And it sounds like he is going to be play. He's going to play and will be fine. So did see uh, Reggie Bonifant picked up in a lot of leagues last night. I did as well, even in leagues where I didn't have McCaffrey, just in case. Uh, McCaffrey has just been the best, best fantasy play so far this year. And he's been carrying teams to victory. He's been a pillar in DFS, and he did have a bad game against Tampa Bay a first time out that Thursday night game where I think he had 16 carries for 37 yards, and for some reason, they didn't involve him in the passing game enough. I'm watching that game and saying to myself, I uh, was watching it with a friend, and I was like, what are the Panthers doing? Like, Why aren't they throwing the ball to McCaffrey? It's clear they couldn't run on Tampa Bay, as many teams have not been able to solve this year. So you need to get him involved in the passing game with screens, and uh, it didn't happen. That was a game with Cam Newton, uh, but I think McCaffrey bounces back this week. Now that game is at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, keep in mind. 
that game is in London. But uh, McCaffrey looks good to go. But if you are a McCaffrey owner, uh, go get Bonifon now just in case. Uh, and I don't think he's someone you have to add in every league. You know, the leagues I'm talking about, I got like 20 roster spots. And I had some fab money, and this was a terrible week for fab. And I'm hurt at running back, so I figured I'd take a shot. Um, and then, you know, there's one league with McCaffrey where I wasn't able to get Bonifon. Uh, another league where I did. So, you know, you. I think if you are a McCaffrey owner and you have the roster space, uh, probably best to to have him on the roster. Sammy Watkins didn't practice again today. I don't think he plays. Last week was an absolute disaster for anyone that waited around for Watkins. And I did in one league, and he obviously did not play at all or like one or two snaps. Uh, so Watkins has been a disappointment. It was really shaping up to be setting up well for him. The first game of the year, he went off for 190 and three touchdowns. And with Tyreek Hill out, you figured, okay, he has an opportunity now in a prolific offense to get a good amount of the target share and produce. And it hasn't happened. He's been very erratic and inconsistent. And I doubt he plays this week. So do not count on him. Tyreek Hill, it sounds like he's going to play. That would be my guess. Uh, we will have that information early on Sunday if it's not uh, figured out by tomorrow. So I, I would look to get him back in my lineup if he's active. Uh, but if Watkins is out, you know, Byron Pringle, I guess, becomes a little bit of a desperation play. You know, he could be uh, – he should see, I think, a lot of time. He looked good last week. You know, he's more a short-term play. Unless Watkins is out an extended period of time and he looks good. So uh, I knew that there would be some money spent on him in the high stakes league just because it was a very weak week for free agents. And maybe someone was desperate at wide receiver due to injuries or bye weeks. And I could understand spending. And that's where the fab, as I've said numerous times, it's kind of difficult to just put a number on it. You know, I understand we have to kind of give a gauge, but I always put when I wrote those columns at the top was, you know, feel free to go higher than the number I suggest. Feel free to go lower. It all is team context dependent. You know, I could have two different leagues. One where I really need a wide receiver this week and I'm desperate and I decide, all right, in this league, I need to be aggressive. I have money. I'm going to go 15, 20% on Pringle. Then I could be in another league where I really don't need him, but I don't want someone to get him for cheap. So I'll bid 3% understanding, hey, if I get him for cheap, great. If he pops, then I have him. And if it's a one week thing, I didn't waste much money. So that's where the fat part is very difficult to kind of give a general guideline. And I know we have to do something. I can't put a range of 10% to 30%. That doesn't help anyone. So do the best we can with that. But I've always said fab is so tricky because I've seen it. You know, one league, a player goes for 158 and another league, he goes for 23. And, you know, I could give the same advice to two people. And one guy goes, oh, you were right. Thank you. I got him at 158. And the other guy goes, he went for 23. Why did you tell me to spend 10%? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Your league was sleeping or I don't know. So just take that into account when you read these fab articles with the percentages. And especially as we go on deep into the season, you got to look at what everyone else has. I mean, that's what I did. You have to put in work. You know, people don't want to work. You know, if you want to be good at something and you want to excel, you got to do the little things. So, for example, last night, I share a team with my friend and we were like, oh, Chase Edmonds is out there. We don't have David Johnson. So what did I do? All right, go to the roster grid. Who has David Johnson? How much money do they have left? Do they really need the running back? And 
I don't know if they bid because I don't see the runner-ups and I don't see the teams, but was able to get them for 12 bucks. So you have to you have to do that. You have to, and especially now, I, I see in some of my high stakes leagues, there are people with very very little money left. I mean, there's some teams that have less than 100 bucks. There's some teams that are in the one to two hundreds. So that's another thing. So especially as we go on with Fab, you should always look at what everyone else has left. You should always look at the perspective. If it's a handcuff, look at the perspective owner. So Christian McCaffrey, you go to him, his team. He, if Bonifon's out there and they go, okay, how much money does he have left? That'll kind of give you an idea. If he's got a lot of money left, you have to know that, all right, there's a good chance he's going to be pretty aggressive. He's got the money and he needs the handcuff. So, you know, it's the little things like that. People don't want to do that. But if you really want to be successful, I think these little things can help. And it's not always going to work out. You know, you might be surprised by something, but I think it's something that you, you know, it helps. Uh, it can, and it, it helps become, you become better at fab. I think, especially if you're doing fab for the first time or you're new at it, it's, it does, there is a learning process. And, uh, again, I don't think there's one simple answer to it either. Uh, it's something that you just have to get better with experience. Uh, the Steelers are not sure who's going to start at quarterback this week. Uh, that was, uh, according to Steelers offensive coordinator, Randy Fickner, uh, I think a lot of people feel like Mason Rudolph won't play after he got knocked out pretty badly. But there are times where players get a concussion, return the next week. So tough to say. I mean, this kind of really matters in super flex leagues. I do have Mason Rudolph in one, but that's a Sunday night game. So I don't know if I'm going to wait around. And actually, I probably won't. But again, I'll determine this Sunday. This is going to affect, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, the Chargers are kind of banked up defensively. Uh, Connor would I guess Connor and Juju would be the really only two guys I feel good about. Maybe Vance McDonald, just because that tight end position is such a disaster right now that you can make a case for uh, McDonald. But I think we're going to have to wait and see here on uh, what to do with the Steelers. A.J. Green will practice on a limited basis today. Uh, That's pretty good news. You know, he hasn't done anything since late July. So they have already said that he's not going to play this week. But with this, maybe he returns next week. And it's also key because the trade deadline is coming up. And you have to think they might take inquiries on him, especially if they're not going to sign him to a contract. Uh, he is a free agent at the end of the year. So A.J. Green owners have to be really frustrated right now. And, you know, he was basically someone I wasn't drafting because you don't know when he's going to return. Uh, they were saying, you know, yeah, he should be. He he'll miss two to three games. Okay, we're in week six. He's not back. So that's where... Sometimes the optimism on injuries can backfire. I drafted him in one league. It was the ninth round, and we have IR spots. So the way I looked at it was, all right, you know, it was a super flex league. So round nine is more like round eight, essentially. But I had three receivers already. Um, and I said, all right, you know, it's kind of house money here. I put him on injured reserve and pick up someone else. Um, and obviously, I've got nothing from him so far. But uh, potentially... Maybe he returns next week, so that would be big for fantasy owners. TJ Hawkinson, full goal today at practice. He has not officially cleared the concussion protocol, but it sounds like it's going to happen. Uh, so I would be prepared to get Hawkinson in there. Again, this is a Monday night game, uh, but it sounds like he's going to play, and hopefully we'll get the clear clearing of concussion protocol tomorrow or Saturday. But it does seem like he's trending in the right direction if you are counting on uh on uh, Hawkinson to be in there. 
Vernon Davis, he practiced today. He's still in the concussion protocol, but it sounds like he's going to play. And I don't feel great about him, but it is Miami, man. So, you know, he's certainly in play. Miami's been terrible. So if you're really that desperate and Davis is available, uh, certainly can consider him. Again, don't feel good about it, but there are some teams that are really hurting at tight end with buys and those that have Evan Ingram. And he is obviously not playing tonight. And Adam Thielen didn't practice today due to illness. Doesn't sound that bad, so uh, it sounds like he'll play, but monitor that. When we return, I'll be joined by Bill Enright from BullMarketFantasy.com and FFChamps.com as we talk week six ahead here, Full-Time Fantasy, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rohn is here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Thursday afternoon. Joining me now, it is Bill Enright. You can find him on bullmarketfantasy.com, ffchamps.com. And Bill, it was a big morning for you guys over there at Bull Market Fantasy. Let people know what they missed and where they can find it in case they didn't see it live. It was a lot of fun. I do the show with Wall Street legend Jim Cramer. He's a big fantasy football player. Has been playing since the 80s. Today we had on Hall of Fame running back Eric Dickerson, who was just an awesome, awesome interview. And we also had Chris Long, two-time Super Bowl winner, who was doing a, I guess it's like an NFL pregame show for Amazon Prime Video. Um, He was great as well. They're both doing a lot of charity work. So it was a pleasure speaking with both of them today. And people can still find that anytime they want, correct? Even though if they missed it live? Yeah. Yep, bullmarketfantasy.com. They can watch it at any time. Uh, we have a lot of videos from the show, and uh, we're always producing fantasy football content, help people win their leagues, help people win their, their weeks in DFS, all the above, man. We even give some stock ticks because we got Jim on the show. He's such a stock maven that, you know, we give out stock market advice all the time, too. Good way to make money. Have you benefited yet? Have you taken that advice and made some money? You know, I, I am a uh, stock newbie. I'm a, I'm a rookie when it comes to the stock market. But anytime he mentions something or I see his eyes light up or he's looking at the ticker and he's like, oh, I like that one a lot, I always write it down and then I go back and I make sure that my accountant has all that information for me. Yeah, that is good. That's what I was going to say. Write this down, track it, and be like, all right, here's a trend. It's working. Uh, time to put some money down and cash in. Uh, but should be yes. – f- so, yeah, make sure everyone check it out, bullmarketfantasy.com. Uh, obviously, one of the big storylines this week is this Cleveland offense. I mean, it was an embarrassment on Monday night. This week, they're home against Seattle. They're two-point underdogs. No one is going to start Baker Mayfield, I think, in fantasy this week. Do you see the Browns offense turning it around this week? I think <laughs> I don't know if they could go any further down the hole than they are now. I did, I did some research the other day, and I looked at any wide receiver that has 40 targets, and Odell Beckham Jr. is one of them. I think he has 43 targets on the year. The problem is, of those 12 receivers, I think there's 12 of them with 40 on the year, of those 12, Odell is dead last in yards, which is pathetic. And there was so much hype around this team in the offseason with Nick Chubb and how good Baker Mayfield looked as a rookie and they still had Jarvis Landry, and David Njoku was healthy, and then they signed Odell Beckham Jr., and then they signed Kareem Hunt, and the hype was real. And it was legitimate for the reasons that I just mentioned, but they have not put it together. I don't know if it's a lack of chemistry. I don't know if it's a lack of coaching. We know Freddie Pitchens is is really a first-time head coach. Sure, he was the interim coach last year, but that has so much to do with what is happening in Cleveland Poor clock management, bad play calling. I, I do blame a lot uh, on Freddie Kitchens, and I wonder, it seems like the Browns historically, every time they play the Pittsburgh Steelers and lose, they always end up firing their head coach. Uh, so that will be something that I have marked on my calendar to see what happens with the Browns coaching staff after that week against the Steelers. 
Uh, the offensive coordinator for the Buccaneers, Byron Leftwich, came out and said, O.J. Howard's time is coming. I don't know how to interpret that. We have seen nothing from him. Is there still a shot that he can resurrect his season? We, we had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat reporter on our Tuesday show on Bull Market Fantasy, and, and he basically said, you know, O.J. Howard, this is really the, kind of the same problem that he had at Alabama where – Alabama just ran the football. We, we know Howard's an athletic freak. Uh, we know he's a special talent. But if the offense is not going to focus on getting him the ball, he's pretty much useless in fantasy football, and that's exactly what's happening with him on the Bucks in Bruce Arians' offense or Byron Leftwich offense, whatever you want to call it. It's all going to Chris Godwin. You know, Mike Evans had zero catches last week. So it's not just Howard. It's just that Chris Godwin is getting so much work that – there's not a lot of passes to go around to all three of those guys. So maybe it's a week where it's Godwin and Evans. Maybe it's a week it's just Godwin. Maybe there's a week it's just Evans. I, I don't see a week where it's just going to be um, O.J. Howard. Talking to Bill Enright from BullMarketFantasy.com, FFChamps.com. You know, Devonta Freeman has had a disappointing year on the ground. He has started to see more receptions the last two weeks. Is he someone that you're concerned about the rest of the year, or does it get better? I was concerned about him in the preseason. I don't have him on any of my teams. I was always a big Tevin Coleman fan. Never liked Devontae Freeman that much. Maybe he had one or two productive years, but after he signed that big contract, he then got hurt for the year he was out. Uh, I believe it was the game against the Eagles where he got hurt. I think it was the first game of the year, actually. Um, That was last year. So I've never been big on Freeman. I know a lot of people did draft him in the third round, and he is killing teams because they drafted him as a running back two or maybe as a running back one if they went wide receiver, wide receiver in the first two rounds. And he's just destroying people's lineups right now. I think the problem with Freeman is, is, is uh, multifaceted. Their offensive line is a little bit banged up. Uh, I think Matt Ryan is throwing a lot of passes. I think their defense is so bad that is forcing Matt Ryan to throw a lot of passes because they're giving up so many points on defense, they really can't run the ball. Yeah, that's been the case. Matt Ryan, 300 passing yards in every game, on pace for more than 700 pass attempts. So from a fantasy perspective, if you're invested in him or the passing game, you're happy. Freeman, though, has been a disappointment. Did salvage his day with a touchdown last week, and we're also seeing a lot of Edo Smith, 47% of the snaps last week. Freeman at 54%. You brought up Tevin Coleman. He came back last week, looked good, as did Matt Breida, and this is a, a good running game. Now, they do have a couple injuries on the offensive line. Uh, Kyle Yushik is out. How do you look at Coleman and Breida on a week-to-week basis? Do you just say, hey, this team is just running the ball well, and you play both, or RB2 flex plays? Is there one you prefer over the other? Because that backfield has been a headache, but at least we really saw two running backs last week uh, for the game when it was competitive. Well, it really wasn't, but for most of the game, we saw two running backs. Always been a big fan of Kyle Shanahan's uh, rushing attack. Any running backs that are in his offense, it's kind of like Andy Reid, it's kind of like Kyle Shanahan's father. Any running backs in those systems produce big-time fantasy points. So Matt Breda, Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson, whoever is back there will produce points. It's going to be Coleman and Breda as long as they stay healthy. Mostert is not going to be someone that's going to get a lot of volume as long as Coleman and Breda are in that backfield. I think for Breda and Coleman, they can be a running back too. I think that team, that rushing attack, can produce running back two quality stats. 
I don't know if a lot of people out there have both of them. I think Moser is more of a handcuff if you drafted Breda or if you drafted Coleman. So I don't know if a lot of people have Coleman and Breda on the same team. I'd be hesitant to use them both in the same lineup. But absolutely a flex play, but, but expect quality running back two type stats from either one of those guys. Is this a week that Stefan Diggs puts up a good fantasy performance against that Eagles secondary? The, that Eagles secondary is really bad. And, you know, Jim Cramer, my co-host on Bull Market Fantasy, huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. Um, and I told him, Jim, you know, he has Dalvin Cook on his team. I said, huh, Cook might not have the best week because the Eagles have one of the best front defenses in the league. But Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen will probably have really big games this week because that Philly secondary is so bad. And I'm just waiting for the news of Jalen Ramsey being traded to Philadelphia to come down the pike because and they are so desperate for a playmaker in that secondary. I think that's their missing link before anyone really takes them seriously as a, as a playoff or a Super Bowl contender. Obviously, it's been a bad start for Juju Smith-Schuster with Ben Roethlisberger going down. Now we're not sure about Mason Rudolph. Is Juju more of a wide receiver three the rest of the way, and we just have to lower expectations? I, this one kills me, Adam. I, I do my start sit for Sports Illustrated uh, every week, and, and I had Juju on the bench list. He, he's just not that. And you and I were both so high on him to start the year for all the right reasons. And it's so frustrating because if it wasn't for Big Ben going down, I think Juju would have had a really good season. But, you know, Mason Rudolph, and now their third-string quarterback's in, and Rudolph returned to practice this week, but I don't really expect him to play. And even when he was playing, we didn't see much going in Juju Smith's direction. Jalen Samuels is now out for at least a month, so we know the Steelers won't be able to get as creative with that wildcat they started to run a little bit. Uh, you know, it's really tough to bench a guy like Smith-Schuster, but I think you're right. Um, you, you really push him down your fantasy depth chart to maybe like a wide receiver three this week. Robert Woods is yet to find the end zone this season, but the team is passing a lot. He does have 31 receptions. He's getting the targets. Is he someone that could be a sneaky buy low? Uh, I like Woods as a buy low for sure because he hasn't gotten to that uh, end zone. He hasn't scored. So we call him a TDV, a touchdown virgin. Uh, has not scored yet this year. I think that will change. I don't think all of these touchdowns will continue to go in Cooper Cup's direction, although I, I'm very impressed with what Cup has done this year coming off the ACL, ACL injury that hasn't even been a, a year on the calendar uh, from when, when that took place. But I do think Robert Woods is a good buy low candidate because they are, the Rams are passing the ball a lot. Well, what did Goff have a couple weeks ago? 68 Eight, passing yeah. attempts. 117 that, that, the that, last two games. That is so ridiculous. Yeah, I, I asked. Eric Dickerson that today, who, of course, played for the Rams, covers them for Sports Illustrated, and he's like, uh, you know, anyone that has Todd Gurley, they have to be a little bit concerned, even though he scored two touchdowns last week. They're just not running the football as much as we've seen the last couple of years. So I do like Woods as a by candidate, for sure. Yeah, and Gurley's dealing with a quad injury. For some reason, I just have a feeling, I think it's the knee. Uh, like, I don't trust the Rams. They lied to us all last year. So... I would not be surprised if this is a knee and not a quad injury. I would be very concerned if I was a girly owner. And I was completely off him before the year. So maybe I got that bias. But I just don't trust the Rams. And we've already seen it. He's not getting the workload. A very connected source of mine told me that Sean McVay was very concerned this summer 
because even though Todd Gurley was saying that he was fine, he's fine, he's good, he's good, the Rams really never saw him in action. And they, they took his word for it that he was feeling better and that he was healthy. But without seeing him practice or without seeing him really in preseason, there's really no way to know how much he would have been able to hold up or how long he would have been able to stay healthy. And that was a major concern for McVay, who basically said, and again, this is not directly from him, it's from my source who, who had a conversation with him, but he, he basically said, like, we're just taking it one week at a time and, and we're kind of holding our breath to find out after the game if he's feeling okay. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, too, is that they didn't know. And that was my problem for people who were drafting him and thinking optimistic. I'm like, they have no idea. They don't know what the maintenance plan is. They don't know if he'll be fine after two weeks, four. So my concern was long-term, lasting the season. And, you know, maybe he plays this week. But either way, if you're a girly owner, you got to be concerned right now because that was a Thursday night game, and it's still bothering him a week later. Uh, I don't know. I just I don't trust the Rams. I think it could be the knee. So... Uh, I'd be very worried as a girly owner. So, I, th- I think you take. I think you have to have Malcolm Brown as a handcuff, and if you're in a deep league, you take a flyer on Daryl Henderson for sure. Definitely. All right, Bill. Let people know again where they can find you. Bullmarketfantasy.com. We do a live show every Tuesday and Thursday, 10:45 Eastern, with Wall Street Legend Jim Cramer. All right, Bill. Thanks a lot for the time, and good luck this weekend. Thanks, Adam. Good luck. Go take a break. Again, that is Bill Enright. Find him bullmarketfantasy.com as he does the show each and every week with Jim Cramer twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So if you missed today's show with Eric Dickerson and Chris Long, you can check it out on the website. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up. A little news on a Jets tight end. It is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adaronis here for a couple more minutes. And we knew it wasn't good with Chris Herndon yesterday. And he's likely going to miss this week with a hamstring injury and likely next week. They're saying it's a grade one hamstring strain. He suffered it Friday while running routes. Remember, he was suspended for the first four games of the year. So he was eligible to return this week. So... It is minor. Uh, I do have Herndon in several leagues. I thought at least in one of them, he would be my answer at tight end. So I did put in a bid for Gerald Everett last night, dropping Herndon, did not get it. So I guess after this news, not so bad. Um, So if you do have Herndon and you're in a spot where you can hold on, I would. I still think he could be a top 10 tight end the rest of the year. Uh, Just got to get him back on the field and healthy. But this certainly is a disappointing setback for him. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, unlikely to play this week. And he is dealing with this abdomen injury, which is a little bit more serious than they first thought. And again, this is why you have to be careful with injuries. Because most times, players, teams are optimistic. And things could not go in that direction. Sometimes the healing process takes longer. So basically, they're saying... He can return anywhere from week seven and week nine. Uh, The Eagles play the Cowboys next Sunday night. So Deshaun Jackson, relax. Take it easy. You can sit out. You don't need to play against the Cowboys. You could come back the following week because I'd rather not see him as a Cowboy fan. Uh, Chris Godwin, back to full participation in practice. That's a good thing. He's been dealing with this hip issue. Obviously, some people got burned a couple weeks ago by seeing the practice reports and it was a late game and he was on the bench for some people and he had that explosive game but Chris Godwin uh, basically is a top five receiver now every week I mean it's to the point where uh, if I had Chris Godwin and someone offered me Odell Beckham I wouldn't take it and I do think Beckham is a solid buy low and I think it'll get better but uh, Chris Godwin is just money in the bank right now 
someone that you pretty much start every single week. Well, you do start every week, but I think he's way higher now. And he was my uh, breakout player before this season. So uh, hopefully you saw that and you were able to draft him on your team because it is absolutely fun with Chris Godwin every week. That wraps it up here. You can check me out at fulltimefantasy.com. If you have any questions, you can hop on the message boards and forums and ask them there. I'll be back Friday afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have a great day.